Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. And you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We've got a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, uh, will be with us as well. It is May the 23rd, and on this day in 1934, notorious criminals Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow are shot to death by Texas and Louisiana State Police while driving a stolen car near uh, Sales, uh, Louisiana. Bonnie Parker met the charismatic Clyde Barrow in Texas when she was 19 years old, and her husband, she was married when she was 16, was serving time in jail for murder. Shortly after they met, Barrow was imprisoned for robbery. Parker visited him every day and smuggled a gun into prison to help him escape, but he was soon caught in Ohio and sent back to jail. When Barrow uh, was paroled in 1932, he immediately hooked up with Parker, and the couple began a life of crime together. After they stole a car and committed several robberies, Parker was caught by police and sent to jail for two months. <clears throat> Reme- uh, released in mid-1932, she rejoined Barrow. Over the next two years, the couple teamed with various accomplices to rob a string of banks and stores across five states, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, New Mexico, and Louisiana. To law enforcement agents, the Barrow gang, including Barrow's childhood friend Raymond Hamilton, W.D. Jones, Henry uh, Methvin, Barrow's brother Buck, and his wife Blanche, uh, among others, were cold-blooded criminals who didn't hesitate to kill anyone who got in their way, especially police or sheriff's deputies. Among the public, however, Parker and Burroughs' reputation as dangerous outlaws was mixed with a romantic view of the couple as Robin Hood-like folk heroes. Their fame was increased by the fact that Bonnie was a woman unlike uh, criminals, most criminals, and liked the fact that the couple posed for uh, playful photographs together, which were later found by police and released to the media. Police almost captured the famous duo twice in spring of 1933 with surprise raids on their hideouts in Joplin and Platte City, Missouri. Buck Barrow was killed in the second raid. Blanche was arrested, but Bonnie and Clyde escaped once again. In January 1934, they attacked the Eastham Prism Farm in Texas to help Hamilton break out of jail, shooting several guards with machine guns and killing one. Texas prisoners, uh, uh, prison officials hired a retired Texas Ranger, Captain Frank Hamer, as a special investigator to track down Bar- uh, Parker and Barrow. After a three-month search, Hammer traced the couple to Louisiana with Henry Mithlin's uh, family lived. Before dawn on May the 23rd, Hamer and a group of Louisiana and Texas lawmen hid in the bushes along a country road outside of Salus. When Parker and Barrow appeared, the officers fired and killing the couple in a hail of bullets. All told, the Barrow gang was believed responsible for the deaths of 13 people, including nine police officers. Parker and Barrow are still seen by many as a romantic figure. Uh, however, especially after the success of the 1967 film Bonnie and Clyde, uh, starring Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. <clears throat> Bonnie and Clyde, uh, the myth 
and the reality, cold-blooded killers and criminals. Well, Naples grocer and political power, uh, Alfie Oaks, is suing the Cuyahoga County School Board over its superintendent search, claiming they and their search firm violated Florida's Sunshine Law. All I want is a fair process, Oaks said Monday. I think it's all pretty self-explanatory. In his lawsuit, which was filed May the 17th with Cuyahoga County Court, Circuit Court, Oaks claimed that the uh, school board violated the Sunshine Law by allowing search firm Hazard Young Aetna Associates to select 10 candidates out of the 45 applicants privately without public notice, <clears throat> public comment, or minutes. <clears throat> On May the 4th, Cuyahoga County School Board uh, in a vote, uh, three to two, voted selected uh, Leslie Ricciardelli, who has been serving as interim superintendent as the district superintendent. Ricciardelli took over as interim superintendent in December after former superintendent Kalma Patton, who was set to retire at the end of 2023 school year, signed a mutual transition agreement with the school board. The Sunshine Law in Florida uh, that requires all meetings of an agency, including school boards, to be open to the public. This extends to uh, documents or other materials made or received in connection to the agency. Violations of the Sunshine Law can result in removal from office, non-criminal infractions, and criminal penalties. The district, including the superintendent, does not comment on pending litigation, said the spokesperson. Oaks claims that the uh, selection of Ricky Ardelli as the next superintendent of Cuyahoga County School should be void due to the alleged violation of the Sunshine Law. <clears throat> so, again, uh, of course, he's pretty litigious. He's uh, been involved in several cases. One where uh, the mask mandate, uh, he lost that one, it's thrown out of court. But there's still a pending case with Lee County, who uh, decided that uh, he was not going to see the table, was not going to be providing food to the school district because of his comments about uh, George Floyd. <clears throat> Pretty uh, interesting and uh, charismatic guy, uh, Alfie Oaks. Uh, not sure where this one is going to go, though. We'll see. Well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Monday said he had productive discussion with President Joe Biden. He said after he left the meeting at the White House with Biden, I felt we had a productive session. We don't have an agreement yet. He added that he continues to oppose any measures to increase taxes or raise revenue in a debt ceiling deal. The tone tonight was better than any other time when we've had discussions, McCarthy added. I must say, so they sounds like they got along to, together. <laughs> There's no, no uh, insults and so forth, but uh, nevertheless, need a deal. It's got to get done soon because we have June 1st on the horizon. Senator Tim Scott, he's a Republican from South Carolina, officially announced his 2024 presidential campaign to take on former President Donald Trump and potentially Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, to name uh, just a few. But it was uh, President Joe Biden's weakness and damage to America that uh, brought Scott to, into the race. I am a living proof, he said, that America is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression, Scott said Monday uh, at his uh, alma mater. This is just my story. It's all of our stories, he said. Scott hailed the American dream where obstacles become opportunities. Joe Biden, the racial Radical left are attacking every rung of the ladder that helped me climb, he continued, and that is why I am announcing today that I am running for president of the United States of America. They are attacking our American values, our schools, our economy, our security, but not on my watch. That will not work. I cannot stand by while this is done to America. She's done too much for me, said Scott. 
<clears throat> Scott's the only black Republican senator. Made it official last week with official uh, elect federal election commission. He's requested a 90-day extension to get his personal financial disclosures before the Senate. Scott's speech struck a contrast to Trump, who denounced a nation in decline in uh, rally speeches, framing it as a nation in retreat under Biden. America is not in decline, Scott said, and his mic went out, but under Joe Biden, we have become a nation in retreat, retreating from our heritage and our history, retreating from our personal responsibility and hard work, retreating from our strength and our security, even retreating from religious liberty and the worship of God himself. They say opportunity in America is a myth and faith in America is a fraud, but the truth of my life disproves their lies. Uh, the good news is that we all need to do this as to turn it around, said Scott. <clears throat> he has a very interesting life. He's the, uh, I think, the grandson of a slave in South Carolina. Anyhow, very interesting guy, very optimistic. I certainly support him. Uh, and uh, the more people we get into this race, uh, quite frankly, the better I think it's going to be. You need good texture in the debate among the uh, candidates. The chairman of the Florida Republican Party on Monday offered to help pay for the chair of the NAACP to move out of Florida after the NCAACP issued a travel advisory for the state. Christian Ziegler, chair of the Florida GOP, noted in a tweet on Monday that the NCAACP Board of Directors Chair Leon Russell lists Tampa, Florida as his location on Twitter and offered to have the Florida GOP help pay for Russell to move out of state. And here's his tweet. The chairman of the NCAACP lives in Tampa. True leadership is being willing to do what you ask others to do. Time to step up and move. If you think our state is so bad that GOP Florida will help with the moving costs, Ziegler tweeted last week, the NAACP issued a travel advisory for Florida that criticized Republican Governor George Sanders, Ron DeSantis and his aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, inclusion uh, uh, programs in Florida. What a liar. He really said that. Unbelievable. NAACP uh, President and CEO Derek Johnson wrote in a statement, under the leadership of Governor DeSantis, the state of Florida has become hostile to black Americans and in direct conflict with the Democrat ideals that our union was founded upon. So they've gone, as I mentioned yesterday, from being an extremely important and influential voice during the civil rights movement to becoming, uh, well, race baiters. That's what they are. Unbelievable. Economists no longer expect inflation to come down as rapidly as they forecast earlier this year. The median expected rate of inflation moved up from 4.2% in 2023, higher than the forecast of 3.9% the survey predicted in February. This is more than twice the Fed's target inflation rate of 2%. The Fed raised its interest rate target rapidly last year in an effort to bring down inflation. According to Bloomberg, President Joe Biden's 40-year high inflation on average cost American households, get this, an extra $5,200 a year or $433 a month. Americans are paying higher rates on auto loans, credit card borrowing, business loans, and uh, home loans. Among millennials who intended to buy a house in 2023, 92% said inflation impacted their goal of home ownership, a recent survey found. The negative outcomes of inflation fueled by massive spending during and after the pandemic could cause Biden's economy to slip into recession. And it probably will. 
The retirement uh, Monday of longtime Delaware Senators Tom Carper will force Democrats to defend at least four open Senate seats in 2024 and further complicates Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's effort to retain his party razor-thin majority. When Delaware is a liberal state in, uh, to, in which Democrats are likely to retain the seat in 2024, having to defend four will further spread the party's resources, including cash, creating opportunities for the GOP and other states. Florida Democrats keep retiring because they know they are going to lose the majority, that according to uh, RS. NRSC spokesman. The other three senators uh, to officially announce their retirement this year are Dianne Feinstein, uh, Maryland's Ben Cardin, and Michigan's Debbie Stabenow. With uh, California and Maryland almost certain to remain Democrat, the GOP sees opportunities in Michigan, a swing state, considering Republican Donald Trump won there successfully in 2016. Still, Republicans see other opportunities to flip Democrats uh, that would include West Virginia and Arizona. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema, who, uh, who left the Democrat Party and became an independent, have been mum about the 2024 re-election plans. <clears throat> In Arizona, 2022 gubernatorial candidate uh, Carrie Lake would likely run against Sinema and uh, Democrat uh, Ruben Gallego. Lake nearly lost her governor's race uh, and it uh, looks like her case has failed in, in the uh, appellate court, so it probably is going to move to the uh, state Supreme Court uh, next as she continues her appeals. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Come on up. We're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadobo, our Florida State Senate president. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabee's.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time.
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541 Welcome back to the Bob Harden show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us our state senate president, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. I understand you made a little foray up to Tallahassee yesterday. I did. I actually went up on Sunday uh, and then came back last night. Yeah, I, I, you know, session's been over for two weeks now, and uh, the budget will be on the desk of the governor uh, probably later this week. Uh, he's probably going to act on it next week or so. And, uh, you know, bills are being sent to him. And I just wanted to sit down with staff and have a conversation about which what we can do to help uh, get, you know, my uh, priorities signed that haven't already been signed. Most of them have been. And, and my colleagues and our budget items. And uh, so it was a very productive uh, trip, I think. Outstanding. Now, if I, I understand correctly, you're serving as the president of the Senate again next year? Yes, next session. Outstanding. And, and then I have, uh, after I, because it's only a two-year uh, term as president, and then I'll uh, uh, step back into a, a role that the, the next president, Senator Albritton, will ask me, because I have two more years after that, which it'll be kind of interesting not, not to be uh, in the, the, the big office, but uh, I haven't filed any bills in six years, and I have a number that I'd like to actually pursue myself, so that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. Outstanding. So, uh, Kathleen, uh, I saw that you have endorsed uh, uh, Governor DeSantis as a ca- presidential candidate for 2024. Yes. I, I uh, you know, in my role as president, I've spent a, a considerable amount of time with him. Um, I've uh, worked with him very closely on legislation that was important to me and that was important to him. Um, I have found him to be very thoughtful. Um, you know, he he's he's really smart. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a, a photographic memory because he remembers everything. Mm. And he, uh, you know, notwithstanding the fact that he's, I think, gearing up to run for president, he has been very focused on Florida issues, um, very knowledgeable on everything that's going on. And I and I think he, you know he'd be a strong, firm president, which is what we need. The other thing too is that he has courage. And a lot of the issues that we 
undertook during session were, were, were not easy and were not, um, you know, as you know, about 80, 90 percent of the bills we pass are, are uh, bipartisan and with no, no votes. Well, the ones that were contentious were really contentious. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he did not sway uh, or back down. And, you know, he's the courage of his conviction. A lot of people don't agree with him all the time, but you know what? At least he doesn't change like the wind, like some of our um, elected. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he's been a great governor, great, working uh, in concert with the legislature. I think it's been absolutely right. fantastic in the last year. I think he would make a great president. president I'm, I'm uh, of course, supporting Trump right now, but <clears throat> uh, I guess, and the reason for that is, He's been there before, and I think he can uh, probably have a big impact going in and cleaning house, so to speak. You know, in business, many times they send in the guy that's uh, kind of all elbows in the process and kind of stirring things up, and then they bring him in the uh, the true executive. And that's kind of how I fashion and seeing uh, how uh, DeSantis might perform after President Trump's uh, <laughs> serve. Well, I disagree with you there. I, I'm, I'm full in for... Uh... Uh, Governor DeSantis, but uh, you know the way I look at it, any president that comes from Florida it will help Florida. Um, yeah. I, I just feel I don't know uh, uh, former President Trump. I've never met him, um, and I've gotten to know uh, Governor DeSantis very well, and I really um, am comfortable with his style, his where he's going to go, and he was really very personable. Um, when you get to know him, I mean, there's a lot of people say he seems cold or whatever, but I have never found him that way. And he's got a wicked sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> well, you know, I've had him on the show. I think he's, he has just such an even keeled demeanor. He's, right. uh, he's just, uh, I think, a terrific guy. And I admire him tremendously. Uh, that uh, I don't mean to diminish what he said, uh, his candidacy, by my comments on Trump. But uh, now, and now we've got Tim Scott. We've got uh, all these different candidates coming in. It should be a very interesting campaign and contest. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, so Kathleen, uh, has he announced? I don't think he's announced yet, has he? No, I I think the plan. I, I don't. You know, I obviously don't discuss that with him because my role as a legislator is different, and yeah. I'm not involved in the political campaigns. But it looks like he's gearing up for an announcement, um, maybe next week or uh, about that. But you know, he's still uh, working on on uh, Florida issues. I mean, he's got the budget on his uh, to to review, and he's you know, I know he's going to do some vetoes. We understand about. Uh, not as much at all as uh, in the past. I understand it's around maybe five or six hundred million, which is nothing in the hundred and seventeen billion dollar budget. And I and I think that's a testament to the fact that we were, you know, we were cognizant of of uh, his philosophy of of what are things that he considers statewide significance, important to everyone. And you know, I could identify some of the projects that he would veto just by looking at them. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Kathleen, uh, I think you've just done a great job as our state Senate president and uh, looking forward to uh, next term, too, because I think it's going to be equally fantastic. Generally appreciate your contribution here to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show.
here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratospel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by going to choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and uh, no, no one else apparently does. Right? <laughs> Certainly, no one in DC. Well, there's a few, but uh, those yeah. voices are diminished in terms of importance because of the mainstream media and just a number of other factors. But keep up the good work. So, uh, Feet, uh, Seton, you wrote a great piece. Uh, it's called. Uh, the West War on Economic Activity, EU edition. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, this, this past, about a week ago, uh, we, we talk a lot about patents and how important they are to an economy, especially as we go more and more digital. And there's a thing called standard essential patents, which we have not discussed. The standard essential patent is, look, I'm about as anti-globalism as anybody on the planet, uh-huh. but... In a modern world, there are going to be some things that require globalist, global oversight. Not necessarily by globalists, but that's who ends up doing it, unfortunately. Or, but, or maybe global uh, uniformity. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And the key, the crucial example would be wireless technology. Mm-hmm. You know, your iPhone, your iPad, uh, your, your car key fob, all this stuff. It all operates on wireless spectrum. It's a finite resource, and it's global. So there's bands of spectrum that are the same in Botswana as, as in you know Boston. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to have some sort of global uniformity 
so that your phone will work. And this, and and even more and more importantly, it serves as a traffic cop. Mm-hmm. Because you got seven plus billion people going online wirelessly. That's <laughs> things get a little tricky That's as far right. as negotiating uh, tra- traffic patterns and all that. So, mm-hmm. so there are global standards. And with global standards come standard essential patents, meaning someone's developed something that is, is, is essential to the standards established. in and, and so there's companies that develop things for wireless technology that are, are standard essential patents. Now, there's all kinds of rules that pertain to them. You you know you've got to lease you you, you got to lease to everybody because you you created something that makes the 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 standards work which makes everything better mm-hmm. but then you got to you, you know you can't exclusively rent to one person and not another but you've got to again just like any other patent and especially so in this in the standard essential patent model you got to protect them you got to make sure that the people that develop these things get a return on their investment. Right. Well, the European Union just came out with some proposed new rules on standard essential patents. It basically just eviscerates standards. The way they the way they phrase it, it's it's, you know, it's such globalist, you know, squid ink. But they said we've got to make it easier for the implementers to get the technology. Well, the, let's translate that. Big businesses like Google and Facebook, it, we need to make it easier for them to steal it rather than pay for it. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. That's what it means. And these rules have, ju- have just been announced about a week ago in Europe. And, of course, now we're trying to, you know, I'm trying to call t- uh, attention to it. And some others are, too. As, you know, this is, this is what the U.S. went through with regular, the regular patent process in 2011 with the American Vents Act, where big tech and other big businesses wrote the law, and it just made it, dramatically easier it basically legalized their theft um and created all sorts of government apparatus to allow them to steal to help them steal yeah and now these new rules on standard essential patents uh, i mean it's 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 amazing how finite the cronyism is meaning the number of beneficiaries versus the number of losers yeah everyone loses on this except for the big tech companies that get to steal the patents. Yeah. Everybody loses on this because it's, it's going to disrupt all these traffic patterns of seven plus billion people. And by the way, the number of people online wirelessly in places you don't expect is incredible. Like yeah. 60% of Africans have wireless <laughs> technology. Yeah. Um, so, so th- this is just crazy. It's, it's, it's naked cronyism again in favor of big tech again and we're hoping to you know those of us who believe in property rights are 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 hoping to prevent those proposed rules from becoming rules so but even if they do this is the eu how do they impact the united states well again it's a global situation Uh uh-huh so once you muck up the traffic now what's going to happen is what happens when there's an accident on the interstate Mm mm-hmm all the all the all the uh, feeder roads fill up with cars trying to get around the accident on the interstate, and yeah. now all your neighborhoods are jammed up with traffic. So what's going to happen is the EU is going to kind of be like a a no go zone 
for traffic, and we're going to try to find workarounds for 7 billion people around Europe. Well, that's mm. a bit of a problem. That is. Um, plus, of course, you're, you're between, you know, you've, you've now minimized the incentive for inventors to invent in the U.S. Now you're creating another situation where you're making, you're removing the incentive for inventors to invent in the European Union. And I've said this for years, China is paying attention and China has been making themselves more and more. Yes, they're stealing intellectual property from overseas all the time, while they're simultaneously saying, "Hey, if you invent stuff, come here." Yeah, and we'll protect you, and we'll incentivize you. And so, so China is going to be the beneficiary of this because as inventors leave Europe and they can't go to the U.S., they'll go to China. So interesting, China. They they really figured it out, haven't they? They they know how to take. Well, I I, I can't take credit for this one. It's brilliant. We spent the last 30 years bombing roads and bridges around the world. They've spent the last 30 years building roads and bridges around the world. Guess who the average country is going to side with? <laughs> yeah, it's no question again. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I hope you'll visit the website, lessgovernment.org. Also, you can visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, well, coming up, uh, Linda Harden. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Lulabee's Diner, of course, is a great place for breakfast or uh, lunch. We were there yesterday. Just They do a great job. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Well, they're serving dinner now, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., and the menu is just absolutely great. Uh, they have uh, a lot of uh, comfort food, but also some great seafood items that Richie's created, like salmon, snapper, and grouper. So uh, I hope you'll stop by. Again, no reservation needed. Just go by to Little Bee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center Saturday, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., and enjoy their wonderful uh, uh, menu. And uh, the food is wonderful and inexpensive. All right, coming up, Linda Harden. She is... My wife, she's also extremely well knowledgeable on the things that are going on around the world. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University.
Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. Putting on some great performances now, too. You can get tickets and find out more by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. Linda's my wife. She's also extremely well-informed of what's happening around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. And you know what? I just have to mention, because I heard you plugging Lulubies, that um, they have the best wedge salad in yeah. town, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It is absolutely awesome. And it's it's just it's big, it's filling, it's just it's just amazing. That's my go to item there. So, um, just an FYI. Absolutely, and I enjoy the grouper there. It's just absolutely fantastic. I just can't believe. And you know, after a, a, a couple of beverages, and uh, you found a new adult beverage there. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just really nice down there. And you walk it out. A, it has a porpoise on it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Linda's talking about the IPA that they serve, but nevertheless, uh, Lulabee's down in the Green Tree Shop, et cetera. So. What's on your mind today? Well, um, you know, there's just, I'm so glad I get two segments today because there's so much to talk about. And I know this time is going to whiz by, but the top of mind today is um, A, that uh, I just read, I get Dr. Mercola, you know, who's been banned, censored, whatever, all over the place because of his anti vax and all that stuff, put out a. Um, uh, email this morning, and I get his daily emails, and I've, I've mentioned this before about the incentivizing of, of doctors to get people vaccinated. Well, it's worse than we thought. Hmm. Blue Cross is involved with it, and they're, and they're, and um, it's incentivizing doctors to not only get adults vaccinated, but to get babies under two years old vaccinated to the max degree. And they can, they can, doctors can make as much as, wait for it, $105,000 a year extra by getting these babies vaccinated. I am appalled. I would be like, well, here's the thing. I I'm mean, just so upset about this. It's just crazy. Well, you think about do no harm. That's the first uh, I uh, think that the doctors signed on for is to, to do no harm. Now, what if in I fact, think they lost that that well? Mantra. Yeah, it, it it just reduces your trust for uh, uh, doctors' recommendations. Well, I think you should get vaccinated. So, what's motivating that? Is that because he's concerned about my health, or is it because he wants to make one hundred five thousand dollars? Well, I mean, you know what? I I won't get into my personal view about this unless you want me to. But 
I feel like if I go into a doctor's office, except our new our new doctor who doesn't do this, yeah. but you feel like you're being processed. He's got a checklist going, you need to get this and this and this and this and this. Meanwhile, they've got morbidly obese people working in their office. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just, I, I'm just, I. by the way, the, that Blue Cross was involved with this. I, I don't understand how insurance companies make money uh, by incentivizing doctors to uh, pro- Big pharma. Big pharma. Well, perhaps, or perhaps it's from the administration. I'm not sure, but uh, there's a lot of money that's moving around, billions and billions of dollars. Big pharma. And uh, there's clearly, uh, you know, some incentives to... to, uh, And and, and oh, by the way, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. I mean, just backtrack to Robert F. Kennedy's book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci. He touched on all of this, back to the AIDS... Um, uh, epidemic back to the swine flu, back to polio. I mean, the fact that these the, these government agencies, to your point, the FDA and the CDC have been pushing this stuff, and now now we're finding out even more and more that doctors are being incentivized to to shoot weird stuff into people's arms. And let's just say this about that: the the um, Autism rate in this country has skyrocketed yes, since these shots have been given, these multiple shots. Robert F. Kennedy said in one, Jr., said in one of his interviews that he says, I'm not against vaccine. You know, I went, I, when I was a kid, I got the, the appropriate vaccines. The, the, um, Four measles. vaccines, I think it was. Well, it was, it was three, but then they started putting them together, and that's where the problem started. Uh-huh. Um, but he says that, but now they're, these kids are getting up to 40. Yeah. And, and, and it, autism never used to be in existence. And now there's one in 100 kids, some, some crazy number like that that's, that's coming down with autism. I mean, it's, it's just insane. Well, for our listeners' benefit, I mean, we're not making this up and we're not anti-vaxxers, but uh, if the real Anthony Fauci, <laughs> the, the real Anthony Fauci is uh, just a terrific uh, read. And it's written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It is uh, well footnoted and documents everything that we're talking about here. And in addition to that, uh, there's uh, Naomi Naomi Wolf. She's uh, a Ph.D. She's uh, also uh, assembled a lot of information about uh, the Pfizer information, the documents that was was released. She's had uh, 7,500 people working on all the releases from the Pfizer company. And what she's uncovered is just absolutely amazing. Uh, It's beyond the pale to think that anyone with good conscience has knowledge of this information would prescribe a vaccine like this to anybody under the age of, uh, well, to anybody, big, quite big frankly. Pharma, big Pharma should be put out of business. Yeah. Boom. That's it. That's it. By the way, just going back to, to RFK Jr.'s um, book, The Real Anthony Fauci, for just a second, Yeah. And, and who's behind all of this, little footnote, FYI, did you know that Donald Rumsfeld, who used to be the secretary of something under George Bush, he's, yeah. been, he's been in government for a long time, yeah. did you know he owned his own pharmaceutical company? I didn't know that. That was in RFK Jr.'s book. He owned his own pharmaceutical company. Wake up, people. They have been doing this for a long time. Oh, this will make you... So let me just bring this up real quick. Um, Teresa Sievers, the gal who was, was murdered, um, she's a holistic doctor in, in Bonita Springs, she was adamant about not getting the flu shot. 
adamant. Mm -hmm. And she listed, and I still have the article, she listed all the stuff that's in it, formaldehyde, aluminum, all this stuff that, that does absolutely no earthly good to for your system. And, and um, I mean... She she was she was stifled about that. She was um, people were were uh, condemning her for saying that, but she was speaking truth to power. And all of this is coming out now. And oh by the way, um, they're trying to stifle this information um, like crazy because they don't want people to know what has been done to them. I know, and uh, they're still pushing these vaccines. I mean, you see TV commercials and so forth. It's really unbelievable. I mean, they're not safe. Uh, there's a downside. If you could say that, okay, well, look, there, there's there's a downside, but the upside is greater than the downside, you could perhaps justify uh, these vaccines. But it's not. Right now, we're seeing the downside is higher. than It's actually uh, reducing uh, the... Uh, well, uh, the women who are having uh, all kinds of problems. It's giving myocarditis to babies. It's, it's also uh, creating problems with uh, pregnancies for women. By the way, tell me, tell me the upside of these shots. I remember that my mother never got a shot in her whole life for anything. And her doctor was trying to drug her to death, oh, by the way. <laughs> uh, talked her into getting a flu shot. She has never been so sick. And guess what she got after getting the flu shot? The flu. Yeah. And she was so sick. Does I mean, doesn't that like make light bulbs go off in your heads? And she wasn't the only one. I mean, holy holy crap. This is just this is just you can tell I'm amped up about this. Well, yeah, information. well it's it's just again coming back to your major point and just underscoring how important it is. Uh, more and more we're finding out that they've been financial incentives for people to get vaccinated. Financial incentives uh, for doctors, financial incentives for now apparently insurance companies. Financial incentives for uh, undertakers, <laughs> you know, making sure that somebody has a, a COVID on their death certificate somehow, some way they get hospitals get rewarded. This has been a big, big a hoax on the American people. It's a racket. It is a racket. Linda, we're going to take a little break. Can you stick around? I, yeah, I'm booked. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue 
Blanc's restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and know the policy. They prepare elected officials to create a winning strategy in state legislatures, also in the federal government as well. I hope you check out the website, thefga.org, thefga.org. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden again Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, uh, you had some news on the uh, from the governor of North Carolina I hadn't heard about. Well, the the left, the the deep state, the left, the liberal left are getting they're getting hysterical, and and the governor of North Carolina, who's a Democrat, mm. has decided it was a good idea, not because there's a hurricane or tornadoes or what whatever, but he's or a weather emergency or fires or whatever. He has declared a state of emergency be, due to school choice. In other words, he says that school choice is damaging their school system in North Carolina. So he has declared a state of emergency. Talk about Looney Tunes, kiss my uh, so, position see, goodbye. So it's, that's incredible because school choice actually liberates competition and among for education. It creates a... Uh, an opportunity for kids to choose their own, or parents to choose for their kids the uh, educational opportunities they want. School choice is good. It, what does he say that's bad about it? Well, that is that it's destroying the public school system. Well, is that bad? Apparently so. <laughs> uh, well, it's never going to destroy the public schools. There will always be public schools. Some parents are uh, indifferent to the education needs of their kids. Uh, yeah, there's a number of reasons why. that. And if, in some cases, of course, I'm sure the public schools are doing a great job for some of the kids in the school. Uh, so uh, the, the, we'll always have public education. Uh, however... Uh, school choice is a good thing, and it, it helps to lift kids who are in desperate situations where they don't get good educations, giving them an opportunity to learn. Let me just say this about that. Uh, the, the people on the left, sorry, Democrats, but you, the people on the left who are running the show have lost their minds. Mm. This is a perfect example. Another good example is, and I think it's in Washington State, where they put into law that it's, it's against the... Uh, that it's against the law if um, if it's it's okay for kids not to tell their parents that they want gender changing surgery. I mean, all this stuff is 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 just nuts. Thank God, here in Florida, we have parental rights 
Yeah, so that uh, I think the state legislature and the governor is doing a great job of uh, protecting kids from misinformation, from make sure that, you know, it's okay to learn about, uh, about uh, 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 biology, racial, right, racial theory and so forth. They can learn about it, but not preach it to them and not uh, sell, don't, don't create propaganda, create an opportunity for learning. And that's what, that's what we need in our public schools. It's, it's such a shame. In fact, Right now, uh, I guess it's the state of Washington that says, you know, maybe this whole notion of legalizing drug was, drugs was not a good idea. <laughs> but, by the way, speaking of the state of Florida, guess what's happened in Orlando? Um, one school or a school district in, in the Orlando area is suing because they want to put drag shows back in, in their schools. You think it's not nuts out there? Yeah. These people are insane, and, and it's all about destroying the family. It's all about destroying the family. I was listening to Glenn Beck yesterday um, out on my walk, and, and he was talking about all this looniness. Uh, remember that gal that was on the, on the news was saying, um, uh, we love trans people. We, love, we want trans people. She was absolutely out of her mind. I don't know what. But th they're, getting, they're getting incentivized to destroy the family. Yeah. Well, that, that, of course, that's part of, part of the mission of the... Uh, a communist and uh, socialist George Soros. of movement, yeah, George Soros as well. I, I want to change the topic slightly. Uh, Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson dismissed Carrie Lake's lawsuit against the stolen 2022 midterm election. Late uh, that happened late last night, following a three-day trial exposing elect election misconduct. Now they demonstrated clearly beyond any doubt that in fact uh, the signatures were not read or reviewed appropriately. However, the judge says, well, uh, yeah, that might be the, tr the case, but in fact, if you take a look at the law, they did do what the law says, so therefore there's no violation. Can you believe that? Um, in this day and age, what we just talked about? Yes, I can. Yeah. There is so much, Robert, there is so much money behind all of this um, nefarious activity. It's scary. Yeah. It's just scary. Well, Carrie, this this battle is not over. Carrie Lake, by the way, is uh, suggesting she may run for uh, United States Senate, and if she does, I'm quite certain she'll win. But uh, this battle will continue. It's going on now. I'm sure she'll appeal it to the uh, state Supreme Court, and if that fails, I'm sure she'll uh, appeal it. I thought it. this was the Supreme Court. No, this is the uh, this was an appellate court. She now has the opportunity to appeal it to the uh, state Supreme Court. And if that fails, she can uh, she can appeal it to the uh, United States Supreme Court, and uh, the, she, she has all the evidence. I mean, the receipts are there. Uh, she, they, they stole the election. At 176,000 ballots where clearly the signatures were not reviewed properly. And uh, we just need a brave judge to to rule. Put on his big boy pants and make a good ruling. By the way, there was some good news about out of Arizona yesterday that Sonny Borelli, who's part of the state legislature, legislature, excuse me, yeah. and Wendy Rogers, um, they put through, uh, they helped to put through that that no more machines would be allowed for voting in Arizona ever, ever again. And Katie Hobbs is having an absolute hissy fit. So can they do that? They did it. They did it. They did it. Doesn't take a, a governor's signature? No. no. Well, she vetoed it, but they overrode her. I oh, mean, they, they overrode yeah. her. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty darn cool. I, I, I would like to see all the machines. I mean, Dominion, in my opinion, uh, the, the how Fox settled with Dominion, that is just unconscionable. They had a case against Dominion, and they would have won it, but I think it was all driven by politics and getting rid of Tucker Carlson. Money. Yeah. Money. 
The how, Bible, do you, how do you make money by giving seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars away to a, to another? Well, company? well, that's that's a that's a mystery in and of itself. Yeah. But just so I mean, Big Pharma was involved with it. Tucker was talking about the um, uh, the COVID vaccine. He was talking about January sixth. There is so much going on with it. Dominion just came out and said oh, we're we're not going to be able to continue business anymore because we're we're um, our business is going out because all the machines are going. Wait a minute, you just got seven hundred eighty yeah, million dollars. And regarding that, oh by the way, is that um, it's a mystery about who who got Tucker fired. I wrote, I told you yesterday that somebody yelled at Rupert Murdoch, who's who owns Fox and whatever. They yelled at him. Why did you fire uh, Tucker? Why did you fire Tucker? And he said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So who, uh, let's see, who are the most likely suspects in this in this act? People are just so angry, yeah. including me, that this happened to yeah. Tucker Carlson, and the truth is going to come out. I told you about that that um, that podcast that, that Chadwick Moore is, is doing, he, a book he wrote about, about Tucker, and that, and Tucker retweeted it. So but my question is, uh, what have we learned, or when is Tucker coming back on air? Well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I wish I knew, but I think that Tucker is planning. He's got a lawyer. He's planning. Um, he's got all this stuff going on about um, Fox's breach of the contract. Yeah. There's so much. There is so much crazy stuff going on at Fox right now. You don't have enough time for us to go into it. That's so true, Linda. I just genuinely appreciate your commentary on the show. It's such, overall, right? Uh, such an interesting discussion. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right, my pleasure. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got uh, great guests uh, for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, who is the chairman emeritus of the uh, Cato Institute. We'll also visit with Professor Andrew Joppa, who wrote the book, Josephus of Oz, a terrific read. We won't be discussing that tomorrow, but uh, it's always interesting to talk about culture preceding the decisions in politics with uh, Andrew Joppa. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, I hope you spread the word, tell your friends. It's one of the ways we reward our advertisers, and we couldn't do the show without them. Couldn't do the show without you, too. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.